Nick, we're going to review Eli Ross Thanksgiving. Come over here. Jump on this trampoline. There's nothing bad that could possibly happen to you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Two Peas on a Podcast, a holiday episode. Oh, 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 wait, sorry. A different holiday. As this is releasing the week of Thanksgiving, Gerald is here with you, and of course, on the other side, the stuffing to my gravy. What? <laughs> the gravy to my stuffing. I don't know. Nicholas, what's up, man? I hope we're eating some of that stuffing with a slice of this delicious turkey, baby. Just man video audience soak it in audio audience uh be glad that you don't have to see it uh you're welcome uh this is uh if 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 looking at our faces isn't enough of a reason to deter you from watching the video podcast looking at this god-awful horrible thing uh, should (laughs) should definitely seal it for you you know the uh i have a four-year-old you know the the food the fake food that you can buy for like the toy kitchens and stuff yeah, yeah. i think he had i think he has that same oh jersey. does he have this one is that is that where he got it from oh <laughs> that might be i that, it looks a lot like a fisher price i'm not sure though but did Eli uh, Roth call you and was like "Ooh, dude can i borrow your rubber turkey man because like ours is like ooh, and you're like oh man it's okay it just man. looks like the skin fell off of it but we just kind of wrapped it back around it and like glued it back in place like it looks <laughs> yeah. okay right yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Uh, look at the so we're going to be uh, disgusting. Ugh. We Ugh. we uh, pivoted a little bit this week, guys, because Nick was gracious enough to go out to the theater this weekend and check out Thanksgiving, the new Eli Roth slasher. And we were going to do Clint Eastwood's Unforgiven. So we're going to push that to next week. We spun the wheel last week. It landed on me. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. I'm very excited to talk about that with you, Nick. But I figured, you know what? It's Thanksgiving this Episode's going to be coming out on Thanksgiving Eve. You figured I'm the horror guy. Yeah. So why don't we talk about mm-hmm. Thanksgiving? Now, I went to see this Friday of last week, and I was thinking to myself, man, it's a bummer we're not covering it on the show, but I feel like I've been throwing a lot of horror at you because we just came out of the Halloween season. But I hope you dug this one, man. We're going to talk about it. It's an Eli Ross slasher film. It's a holiday slasher. But before we get into it, Nick, we start every episode out with what we call one big question. You could ask yourself a question. I have a lot of questions. Number one, how dare you? Yeah. How dare that turkey? Uh, dark meat or light meat? You want which one do you want? <laughs> hmm. Is that your big question? I. Uh, <laughs> that's actually a good question, though. <laughs> that would be a great one, right? Yeah, that's that's tough. I don't know. Probably white meat, but I like them both. Mm, okay. All right, you want to go first, or you? I got one for you. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw one at you here. I, I, right. It's it's th- it's a Thanksgiving movie, Gerald. Yeah. It's a Thanksgiving mm-hmm. movie. So uh, ultimate, like top three Thanksgiving signs. Give them, give them to me, Ooh. baby. Give them to me. The, the top of the top, the absolute top tier of mm. Thanksgiving signs. Give them to me. All right. Well, first with the bullet is mashed potatoes. I love, I love, it's one of my favorite foods. I literally any meal, I could do mashed potatoes, obviously with gravy. It makes it even better. Yep. Uh, Probably going to throw macaroni and cheese in there. A nice baked macaroni and cheese with the cheese baked on top. And then I would probably say, because I can only pick a third one, right? So I would probably go stuffing. We just talked about that. Stuffing with gravy. I was going to say green bean casserole, which would be a very, very close number four for me. Sub question: Stuffing or stuffing versus dressing? Which which one? Stuffing versus? I know dressing. we we you and I have talked about this before. What's the difference again? Stuffing. So dressing like goes inside the no thing no or stuffing what? is quite literally stuffed in the bird, Gerald, and dressing is if uh-huh. you just bake it outside of the bird. Dressing then. Okay, so you don't like it. You don't like it in the bird. See, I like stuffing. I like it when all the juices from the turkey, like all that turkey, like flavoring, like drips in there and it gets nice and moist because I, I i like a wet stuffing like i guess it depends on if you like it wet yeah, or do. if you like it dry yeah that's right baby <laughs> uh what about you what are your three sides if you uh, mashed potatoes which yeah Nailed bar it. none bar none uh number two yeah. stuffing number three dinner rolls homemade Bam. especially last year for for last thanksgiving i did uh 
scratch made brioche dinner rolls. Who mm. man, let me tell mm-hmm. you, building a little turkey slider out of that boy, and you drench yeah. it in some gravy. Gravy, gravy doesn't qualify as a side, right? Because gravy's just you drench nah. everything in gravy on the Thanksgiving nah. plate. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's no, like you almost. Oh man, so I, I on a food stream a while ago, I made homemade challah bread, and I've still got the challah bread dough frozen because I had to do that like test kitchen like tv cooking show kind of thing where i was like and here's one i made earlier because i couldn't take up the whole stream waiting uh, for it to rise and yeah, so yeah, yeah. i i have that one i'm gonna make that i'm gonna make homemade uh challah bread rolls with that and i can't wait for i can't wait for that either i mean there's it's, challah bread's like so eggy and dense and sweet it's gonna be so good mm. can't wait can't wait i got a lot of cooking ahead of me over the next like three days gerald this can be i know glorious. this is like your this is your zone right my here, super man. bowl baby yeah, for sure, dude. Oh man, I wish I was there to to taste some of that, some of those goodies. So my one big question is <laughs> not not as wholesome as a Thanksgiving question as yours was. It's more on the slasher side of things, on the horror movie side of things. God, but it's related kind of to Thanksgiving or you know feasting or whatever. So you've seen you've seen your share of horror movies. Obviously, you haven't seen them all, but thank God. What can you think of that is a cooking utensil or instrument for cooking? Something that would maybe be found on the Thanksgiving table or at a dinner table that could be used as a weapon for a kill in a horror movie that you have not seen? What's an interesting food-related weapon? that we have not seen in a horror movie that you're aware of. I mean, that I'm aware of is going to be probably a big category. I'm going to go with the, with the, with the food instrument that has claimed many a fingertip from, from many a a chef and home cook alike, the mandolin, man, how, who, if anybody has ever used the mandolin, you have cut yourself on a mandolin, but like, imagine if like an evil killer, like had your face and was like, slicing it up on the mandolin or something like that. I mean, I guess it's a little small. Like, I don't know how you can necessarily kill a person with it, you probably maim <laughs> them real know. bad with it or whatever. Like maybe you just have like a really big one. Like you have at the beginning of the movie, they set up like, oh man, we just bought the world's biggest mandolin. Check this thing out. You could do like a dozen onions Oof. on it at once. And then Oof. somebody just gets mandolin like whole and there's like slices of the body, like slicing off like super <laughs> nice and wafer thin so you can fry them up. Yeah, baby. Yeah, let's do it. Well, mine's even weirder because I was thinking, you know what? Nobody's had a really cool, like, body horror scene with a pair of tongs. <laughs> let's fucking go, dude. <laughs> like, let's get the tongs. Girl, like, you keep your bedroom out of this, okay? Heat, heat them up, you know what I mean? To peel some skin off or do something crazy, take eyeballs out with it. Don't I don't know. bring your bedroom antics into this. That's God. <laughs> that was too close to home, right? Uh, a pair of tongs. Again, I don't know how you kill somebody with those, but. I don't know. We'll figure it out. If it's a horror movie, you could there like there, the, the points on them are sharp enough where if you stab with enough force, you could pierce skin with those for sure. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So there you go. That was one big question this week. A lot of fun for, uh, Thanksgiving kind of inspired slasher kind of inspired, but, uh, appreciate that. God, sorry. Gobble, gobble. All right. So as we get into the discussion of Eli Ross, Thanksgiving, we always give our score up top, Nicholas, out of 10. Now, you and I have not discussed this with each other. Uh, I shot you a text yesterday. I said, hey, man, I went to see Thanksgiving this weekend. Do you want to do it this week? And you said, you know what? I think I can make that happen. So you saw it, I don't know, about 24 hours ago, and I don't know what you thought. And uh, we'll see. So out of 10. Damn it. This always happens. I think I'm going to score, and then I never score. It's not fair. Oh, that's a four. That's a four. Let's say it for the audio audience. Nope. I have an eight out of ten. That's a four. That's and a Nicholas four. has a four a out of ten. Four at that, which a, is a, uh, a dancing four so at an, that. An, an eight from me, a four from Nick is a six. Uh, cumulatively from the P's. I, to- I told you a long time ago. I'm gonna I'm gonna drag down the average score of any horror movie, except for Totally well, Killer, which my score was higher than yours for that one. I know, yeah, that was weird. That's still a reason. weird one for me. But uh well, okay. So <clears throat> you want to go first? You, you want me to go first? You made me go see this instead of watching Clint Eastwood. I want you to know that. You know, I was kind of weary that you were not gonna like this as much as I did. So I'm not super shocked because you know you're not a horror guy and it's not your go-to genre. 
But for me, and this is spoiler free, by the way, guys, for a few minutes here, we'll let you know when we get into spoilers and start talking about the kills and all that kind of stuff. So spoiler free at the top here. But, you know, Eli Roth, I was actually talking to our buddy Dan before he got on the call, and he's a filmmaker that's kind of hit or miss for me. Like, you know, every once in a while, he'll do one that like this that I really, really like. And then but most of the time, it's just kind of like average or maybe even worse than average. I really liked his first hostile movie. I really liked Cabin Fever. And I really, really like Thanksgiving. I think this might be my favorite film of his, actually. So I, I love this movie for a lot of reasons that we'll get into in the spoiler discussion. But I like how he, you know, Eli Roth is a horror fan. I mean, he's a fanatic and he always has been his whole life. And he mm-hmm. makes movies not, he makes movies from the perspective of what he would want to see. Right. And I really I feel like if I had the means to make a horror movie, I would probably go at it the angle that Eli Roth does in a lot of cases. And in terms of a holiday slasher, you know, Thanksgiving was kind of missing that in in its kind of horror canon. I mean, there was like cheesy ones, you know, like Thanks Killing with the killer turkey, which is freaking hilarious. But you can't take it seriously, obviously. Uh, Blood Rage is a great one from the 80s, but it's a product of his time. So I think that what he did with this movie, I think in like 20 years from now, people are going to look at this film when they think about a a horror movie on Thanksgiving. And this is going to be the one, you know, like John Carpenter's Halloween is the Halloween movie. And you could, you know, you could grab a a holiday horror from a Christmas perspective and you could say this is the Christmas horror movie. You know, for me, it's probably Black Christmas from Bob Clark. But I think that Eli Roth may have done something really special here for for the horror community, at least. And I know you won't be as close to it and you won't see kind of you won't be close to your heart like that. But I just love how he really kind of took those horror tropes that are played out and he did something kind of unique and creative with them. He didn't shy away from them like this is this is the same horror movie that we've seen a million times. Right. So how was he able to do something different with it? And I think what he did, we'll get into when we get into the spoilers, because I don't want to get too, too specific here at the top. But I love this thing, man. Like there's I have some problems with it and we'll talk about that, too. But overall, I was beyond pleasantly surprised with Thanksgiving. What about you, buddy? Nick is asleep. I'm not oh, sure if God. it's from oh, the turkey. Oh, 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 sorry. Oh, I thought uh, maybe it was the turkey. Listening, listening to you talk about um, how much you love this boring, predictable slop. Uh, it, it, <laughs> it just, it, it, it put me, it put me, it put me straight to sleep. Uh, so, oh man. So here's, here's the problem. You mentioned it right there in your review. This is the same horror movie that you've already seen a thousand times. Yes, it is. It's not reinventing the wheel. It's not doing anything interesting has a couple of really cool kills uh we'll definitely give it that there's some there's some really really cool kills uh but other than that like it does the same thing we'll talk about it in spoilers but it does the same thing that totally killer did it deliberately withholds information from the audience to try to pull uh, an 11th hour twist on you like to pull the whoa you didn't see that coming did you like no because like if you want to lead the audience to a place like you got to sprinkle in some breadcrumbs you got to add a little seasoning to that bird Gerald, you got to pour a little gravy over the top. You know, this is this is like Thanksgiving food. It's just, you know, piles and and, and piles and piles of just, you know, like just gut busting, like fatty, butter rich, like food. Like and it's like I said, it's 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 it, I, I at first, like I, th- I was, I, I was interested in it, even though, like, we got to talk about that whole opening sequence at oh, the stupid store, the Black Friday store thing. Uh, we got to talk about that, but like, like I said, it's, it's, it's got some great kills, but like, literally, this horror movie does literally the exact same thing that every other horror movie you have ever, ever seen has done literally and 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 like for me, for somebody who's not a horror fan, like if you're a horror fan, I guarantee you're gonna lap this up. You're going to lap this mm-hmm. up spoonful after spoonful. You're going back for seconds. You're going back for thirds. You know, yeah. you want extra cranberry sauce on the side of this one. But yeah. for me, for somebody who hates, hates, detests, violently detests stupid horror movie tropes, mm-hmm. I got madder and madder and madder the longer this movie went on. And then the end, the ending of the movie, like literally the ending of the movie 
like I said, it, it, it was the same thing Totally Killer did. It just completely took me out of the movie and ruined any chance this had of coming away with a positive score for me. We'll have to uh, get into specifics there as we peel back the spoiler wall. And of course, we'll get to the ending as well, because that was where a couple things ticked off for me as well in terms of my score. But obviously, I liked it a lot more overall than you did. But I think the horror fan part is you nailed it. I think that plays into... I mean, I, you know, I couldn't believe the thing was in like, was like an 87 or something or Rotten Tomatoes. When I looked yesterday, I was like, what? <laughs> movie critics are digging this? I don't know. That's weird. Like in the 80s, they would have hated this movie. But to be fair, movie critics had to go see Five Nights at Freddy's like two weeks ago. So they were yeah, desperate for something with even remotely better quality. <laughs> that's true. I just didn't expect it. So let's go ahead and uh, peel back the spoiler wall, Nick. So going forward, guys, we're going to kind of dissect, uh, no pun intended. Thanksgiving here from Eli Roth. So there will be spoilers for the movie going forward. If you have not seen it yet, then skip ahead or come back after you have seen the movie. All right. So are you familiar with any other Eli Roth films or no? Have you no. seen Hostel or I think the Cabin only Fever? thing okay. I'm familiar with Eli Roth from is uh, Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. Yeah. He's great in that too. So this was, I'm not, are, I'm not sure if you're aware of it or not, but this was based on a uh, fake trailer for, um, Death Proof and uh, what was the Rodriguez uh, Grindhouse that Tarantino and Rodriguez yeah, Planet did? Terror, Planet Terror and right, Death right, Proof. right. So this was a fake like three minute trailer back then, and it was a movie that Roth is, had always wanted to do because, like I said in my kind of opening there, Thanksgiving was kind of lacking that. Like I don't want to say serious because I don't think this movie really takes itself serious, but it does have a plot and there is some built-in commentary there i don't think it's taking itself too seriously to where i was like rolling my eyes but let's start out with the black friday riot thing at the beginning in the first like 15 20 minutes kind of the cold open of the movie um kind of really sets up the motive for the killer and most of the victims are involved in this opening uh scene as well so obviously consumerism and you know the holiday being taken over by retail which i'm in retail so that kind of you know strikes a nerve with me i mean we're open on thanksgiving at my retail establishment so i'll just tell you so i kind of get the generic point right uh but why don't you talk a little bit about how it because you you kind of sounded like you were invested but then it kind of played out not to your liking or what did you think of this open? It, it did most of the, it did the same thing. Most of the things in this movie did Gerald. It just went on for too long. That cold open takes like forever because there's yeah. way too many characters in this thing that it has to establish, even if they're just minor characters. And then it, it, it has to like, just like revel in all these different shots of like all this different stuff like that's going on. It, it, it just is, it's on and on and on. And, and here's the thing. It's over the top. Like, it's really, really, really over the top and kind of tonally, like, especially when you watch the rest of the movie. I mean, I know I'm sitting in like behind a giant, like, you know, turkey mascot from a turkey parade, <laughs> sure. uh, you know, in, in, in terms of like from the movie. But like, seriously, like I, it, it just went on too long and tonally it's so out of step with the rest of the movie. Like the way that this cold open is shot, the way that this whole opening is shot. I really, really expected the whole rest of this movie to be as over the top as this. Mm. And it, and it wasn't. And like, and, and, and like, did you read the, did you read that whole thing as over the top? Like, ex, like, and it was trying to be excessive. Like I, I felt did, like it was but trying I think, to be excessive. I, I did too, but I, th I thought, I didn't think it was to a detriment though. I thought it was like exaggerated to really kind of show how things have kind of gotten to where they've gotten. Because I mean, it gets worse and worse every year. And not only the Black Friday stuff and the consumerism part, but also like the social media stuff, because, you know, the guy's filming it on his phone, which ends up being a pretty big plot device throughout the movie, that there's a video of people getting killed and, you know, people are liking it and saying, oh, that looks fake and I don't believe it. You know, I mean, so like all that shit happens like in today's society, in real life. So. I don't know that it happens necessarily to this like over the top way, like what you're saying, because I do agree with you that it was it was very exaggerated. Like I know that people have definitely really been trampled happen. to death in these kinds right. of scenarios, like in 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 like those kinds of things on Black Friday. Like that's definitely something that's happened. 
you know mm-hmm. i just I, agree. I i i feel like like i said th- th- this movie i mean it's kind of a commentary on thanksgiving in and of itself right like it's a like thanksgiving's an, a holiday of excess you know like it's sure. you, you 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 gorge yourself on like this big plate like you overstuff yourself most people do anyway or at least that's what most people take away from thanksgiving they're overstuffing themselves this movie to its detriment, in my opinion, is 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 kind of like that Thanksgiving plate. You added just a little bit too much turkey on there. Ooh, you really sure you got room for all that stuffing, bruh? Ooh, man, I don't know if you're going to make it through those two dinner rolls. Oh, seconds? You want seconds even? I don't know, man. You look like you're pretty full. Oh, now you want a slice of pie right after? You don't want to wait a few hours, let your food settle? Like, that's this movie to me. Like, it's it's literally like that Thanksgiving plate. But you know what? I want that on my Thanksgiving plate. I don't want that in a theater when I'm trying to watch a movie. I want like yeah. I want the right amount of everything. And and this thing, it just it just it just dwelled on a lot of this stuff too long for me. Just just way too long. I do agree with you that the Black Friday sequence in the beginning was longer than I wanted it to be. Like I'll, that's the easiest way I can put it. Like I feel like I feel like, you know, the black security guard guy, he could have gotten trampled. Uh, his, um, I think the dude's name was Mitch. His wife, uh, played by Gina Gershon, I believe. Yep. Wasn't, wasn't it Gina Gershon? Yeah, it was. Or it was. Yeah, it okay, was. Yeah. And she gets killed. Like, I feel like we could have seen that. Like, there was some important stuff that happened in it. Obviously, see the dude filming it on his phone, because that ends up playing into a lot of other stuff. But, like, in other words, you could have had those five or six, like, important deaths or things happen in five minutes not in 15 minutes. So I do feel like it went on a lot longer than it really needed to, to kind of set us up because this was all a setup because, because of what happens, we find out later in the reveal that that's basically the killer's motivation is this black Friday riot. And, uh, which doesn't how, make any know. sense, which I, I also want to talk about, but we'll get there. Yeah. So as we move along through the movie, I mean, uh, obviously we're not going to go through scene by scene or whatever, but what did you think of, we'll start, you know, cause we usually do our favorite like kills and characters and stuff like that. So were there any of the, what'd you think of this group of characters? the main kind of like high school kids that are the, the, the center of there's like four or five of them. the five of them minus either one of her boyfriends. That is uh, the five of them, like the core group of the five of them really enjoyed them. Uh, yeah, did didn't, too. didn't have any problem with any of those characters. I enjoyed them. I mean, like the Ryan kid was like kind of that douchey dude, but like, that's just how high schoolers are and everything. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like none of those characters were designed to be like super, super annoying or abrasive. So I really, really enjoyed them. Hated both of the boyfriend characters, both the one that she previously had that disappears and then the one the one that comes back. Well, because the problem is, Gerald, they're the same characters that you've seen in every one of these types of horror movies. They are the characters that are obviously the most like viable suspects. So it's definitely clearly not going to be them. Like they're throwing (laughs) all this suspicion at both of them. And they even like deliberately try to play into it like at the end with one of them that one of them's like definitely it mm-hmm. but like it's it's clear that they're those characters in horror movies that are just there to be like it's way too obvious for it to be this person the the ending uh, i i'm not i know we're skipping like a bunch of shit but just real quick one thing that that i did not like about this movie at all was like how at the end when we get to the reveal and what you're talking about, where they kind of like made us think it might be the ex-boyfriend for a second, and then we found out who it really was. Didn't that all happen really fast? Or was that just me? There like, were, he, yeah. There were there were a few I mean, things that happened a little bit too quickly in this movie. Uh, to yeah, be that really bothered me. Because I was like, I was like, how did he get there? Like, here's like, the one what? thing. Like, the girl who has like the Russian dad, the one that's dating the black kid, Scuba. Yeah. How mm-hmm. does she die? Because it was cut so quickly, like, did she accidentally trip and the saw just happened to turn on? Or did they do it intentionally and kill her with the saw intentionally? The whole thing was shot so quickly and, like, cut so quickly, I couldn't tell. It was shot quickly, but he threw her onto it. He threw her onto the saw and then kind of, like, left while she was... Like, that whole sequence played out so fast to me. I was like, wait, did did he trip and, like, smack the switch of the saw, like, on her way down or something like that? I'm like, it... It made literally no sense to me. Uh, like it was just like one of those things that just happened like way too quickly. I'm just like, oh, come on. Now look, dude. Now uh, you and I are friends. Like I'm a horror guy. You're not. So I was literally salivating at some of the kills in this movie. 
uh, really all of them, to be honest I mean, with you. I mean, the kills are the I best thought, part of the movie, by far. I mean, they were so good, dude. So, like... Yeah, the kills are the best part of the movie. Like I said, if you're a horror fan, they're the kind of extra... They're the extra gravy all over your turkey and stuffing and potatoes. Like, you're going to lap it up. Now, one thing... So, I we mentioned I mentioned the trampoline kill. I freaking love that thing, dude. That was, that was awesome. And one thing I'll say about Eli Roth, too, is that he is very inventive when it comes to like new ideas for kills in his movies. Like they seem familiar, but at the same time you go, you know what? I don't think I've ever seen that before. You know what I mean? Like it it has like a quality where it like feels like it's normal to have seen in, in previous films, but then you really have a hard time kind of figuring if you've ever seen it before. So I can't recall ever seeing a death on a, on a trampoline like that with the blade. I thought that was really cool. I was ear to ear for like a solid five to ten minutes during the dinner scene when he finally gets everybody there and they're all at the table and he ends up taking out i guess it was maybe was it scuba that he ends up beating with the no 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 it's like the right whatever yeah he takes him out with the fucking mallet (laughs) and and that was what i was talking about too because then you have the social commentary right because it's being streamed so as this kid's getting his brains bashed out, people are liking it and like, you know, commenting on it and throwing up hearts or whatever emojis. So like, it's like the society is like almost hopeless. And Eli Roth was trying to capture that, but not like in a slap you in the face kind of way. Yeah. But yeah, that dinner scene, dude. And when Kathleen comes, I think her name's Kathleen comes out of the fucking oven and he's serving her like a turkey, like that whole shit, bro. That was just like, one of the best horror scenes from a like a from like a gasping kind of perspective where you're like kind of in shock but you can't look away that I can remember. Yeah, no, hated it. Hated it. Really? Because it, it, it again, like, well, I liked the bashing of the brains in, but like the whole yeah, sure. the whole setup of her getting put in the oven and basted and and cooked like the turkey and all that kind of stuff. Number one, she was in the oven like no like she was in the oven for like four minutes uh (laughs) number two like that whole sequence of like her escaping and like her like maybe potentially getting away and like all these different things and blah 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 only to then get caught again and it's like but we hate kathleen anyway like why do we care what happens to her why do we have this drawn out sequence of her potentially escaping and sneaking around and hiding and all this kind of stuff it's so drawn out it's so ridiculously drawn out and at that point it's so late in the movie it's like can we please just get to the point already can we please just get to this because like at this point i'm like just tell us who the stupid killer is i don't care anymore i want to go home like i've already (laughs) been in the theater for like a half an hour of trailers and commercials and then i've already been here for like the four hours that this movie has been up to this point like I could no, probably fit in. Uh, I could have fit in a screening of Killers of the Flower Moon in between. No, in between here and there. Like it's, no, it's uh, just. It's just. It, it it dragged. That's that's another one of those sequences. Just like every everything else in this movie, there's just too much of it. It just keeps 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 heaping it on. Keeps heaping it I on. I loved and, yeah, it, and, sir. And like I said, a, a horror fan, like somebody who loves horror, is going to be like, "Give me more. Yeah. Give me more. Give me more." For me, I'm like, I'm so over this. I hate this. This is like we get the point. You're, we know she's going to die anyway because nobody likes the character. Like we don't want her to survive anyway because she's just been this horrible succubus the whole time. So it's sure. like, like okay, we're just waiting for her to die. Like please let her die. Like 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 it's like it's like the really douchey Hanover kid or whatever. Like when they yeah. go to when they go to Hanover, like that's not protracted. Just snaps the kid's neck and like the trampoline kill you were talking about. It's quick. It's yeah. quick. Why did we get this whole like long drawn out like five minute sequence with Kathleen? Why is that not with a character we actually care about? Sure. It's just poor. It's just it's poor. It's so poor. It's poor Eli Roth and I hated it and I hate you. So we touched on it a little bit. I I did not like the brisk editing or I don't there it, I feel like there was a scene missing but like he was at the John Carver house, right? Yep. And we had the dinner scene that I, we were just talking about. And then she escapes. Our final girl escapes. Yep. Which I also thought was cool cuz she had the ring with the little I like that dude by the way. The um the rock dude that sold him the guns or whatever. Oh uh, yeah, I thought yeah, he yeah. was. I thought he was cool. He was a cool kind of side character. McCarty, I think his name was. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, but anyway, so she gets out of the ropes and unties herself, and she flees. She escapes. So John Carver goes after her, obviously, outside the house, and gets to like a fence that she has jumped over to the other side. And then it like fades to black or right. I mean, am I crazy or did I feel like this was edited super strange? Because it's, it's really weird because she so she escapes. She climbs over the fence and the killer's on the other side of the fence. But then she like runs into town and there's like, right. The cop is like the cop's not even dead. Is the cop or is the cop dead? I no. can't even tell. The cop's just the like sheriff. there on the yeah. ground or whatever. And like the whole thing, it's like, but how how did you get there? Like, I don't even understand right. how you got there and then happened to plant yourself there because spoiler alert, McDreamy's the McDreamy's the evil, the evil murderer. Yeah. And so, like, so, yeah, so he's on the ground, like with like blood on his head or whatever outside of his patrol car. And that's when we see the ex-boyfriend, the baseball player in the warehouse uh, yeah. where the car, where the police car, where all this is happening. And so she thinks it's him because she's, you know, and she comes. And then he comes too. So he, you know, he wasn't dead. He was just passed out or whatever. Yeah. So he comes too and he's like, I'll, I'll, okay, I know who it is now too. I'll, I'll get him. You just wait outside. And right then I knew that he was going to be the bad guy, if you will. But what I was going to say is, is that like he has a line in there when he's doing the monologuing, which of course our revealer killer always has to monologue everything that they planned or whatever. Yeah. But he has a, a line in there where he's, he had that kid in the trunk of his car. And when he opened the trunk, the kid hit him with a tire iron. And that's why he was on the ground. But again, I just didn't understand. Like, I really had to think about that after the movie was over. Because I was like, well, how yeah, did... Yeah, and that's the thing. is like, how did he... And, and, and that's the other thing. is like, how did he get to, like, that specific point? Like, how did he know she was going there? To like, where is that? That's right. like the warehouse where they had the floats and stuff. Like, why, right. like, they would have gone exactly. there? Like, I don't understand necessarily. Like, geographically, like you wouldn't was run that supposed to, the to be near station or where that John house Carver house like, was? Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's, yeah. it was like super, that was all super, super weird and like super convenient or whatever. I feel like there were some missing scenes or editing was, I don't know. But I mean, you know, it didn't hurt the overall movie for me, but it was just a head scratcher where I was just like, yeah. I mean, uh, I and know, like, but... like I said, this, the, so the biggest problem that I have with this thing is you get to this final reveal, Gerald, and it does the same thing that totally killer did. And I complained about it then, but I really hate it's, it's bad writing. It's bad movie writing. I'm sorry. It is. If you purposely withhold information from the audience in order to, in order to try to conceal your twist, if you want to pull that big, Ooh, gotcha. Ooh, you never expected that. Like this whole thing, like though Gina Gershon was pregnant with his baby and he was having an affair right. with her. Like, since when? Since when? You reveal exactly. it at, at, the, at the 11th hour to give the killer some kind of extra motive because you're just like, nobody's going to buy it otherwise. Like, the, nobody's going to buy the, that, the, that the cop would have been, like, the one uh, to, to start doing all the murders or anything like that unless you give him that extra kind of thing in there. And it's like, and I'm sorry, but it's bad. It's, if you want to have a twist and you want to have, like, a gotcha twist, then what you need to do is you need to you need to plant those little seeds for the audience to get there. You know, exactly. like you need to put those little seeds together. And maybe I'm dumb and maybe I just missed them. Maybe they were in there. But like, no. I'm sorry, but it, I think that's terrible, terrible writing. When you have to stop the movie wholesale and you have to have a flashback of him explaining his motivation because you can't just get it. As soon as you find out it's him, you can't just be like, oh, yeah. Right, right, right. I think I agree with you because I feel like had they had we found out as the audience earlier in the film that she had been pregnant, right? Yeah. Not even necessarily, not even necessarily that he was the father, but just that she had been pregnant and kind of left it am ambiguous. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or that they had, or a flashback of them making out or like, I don't know. I mean, anything that would have linked them together anything. romantically, anything, uh, because I think, and I believe you mentioned this actually during the totally killer review, but he he ends up being the killer, the sheriff, and that's fine. I mean, he's the per, you know he's the the bad guy. But like, if everybody has, if everybody's a suspect, to quote Scream, to quote Randy, then when you reveal them, like you're saying, you don't have to give a reason why they're the killer. Yeah. You already know it from a prior scene or whatever. Like, oh yeah, well of course it was him because like whatever. So, like, if it had ended up being Mitch, for, let's just say, 
oh, of course it was Mitch. Yeah, it would have like, been, it been super obvious because he was and, so angry about them keeping yeah. the store open and his wife getting trampled to death. Right, right. Yeah. And in fact, it in fact it kind of makes it you know predictable to who the killer was because you're like, well, why is this guy squeaky clean the whole movie? <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, they barely they bring Mitch back. Like, and and, and that's like the other thing. It's like. There's a serial killer, Gerald, loose in this town, wearing a John Carver mask, Ma- not even not even like not even like just just stabbing them or shooting them, but like gruesomely like disfiguring, murdering, like doing horrible, terrible things to people. Yeah. You ain't, you ain't going to jump in the middle of a parade and hold up a sign to protest wearing a John Carver mask. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care how mad you are at the store. I don't care how much you hate the store. Like. Like, I, I don't, I felt, I felt like that was like wicked, like out of character. And they only did it because they wanted to make the main girl, like see the John Carver face everywhere, everywhere right. in the crowd. And I'm which just is, like, which was a, which was a, that was a, well, I don't know. I haven't heard Eli Ross say this, but to me, that was a homage to like, I know what you did last summer. Like there's a parade scene in that movie that was eerily similar to this one. I'm not saying it was like, did it also it have this giant whatever. turkey in it? <laughs> it didn't. It was a July Fourth parade, this but I mean, poor it turkey was, that gets his head cut off. <laughs> it was like, like that where uh, Sarah Michelle Geller was seeing the the fishermen and all these different because everybody that's had the other similar. Thing, like that's the other thing that really doesn't bother me. Like at first, or like that really does bother me. I should say, like at first, like he's deliberately killing people that have stuff to do with the whole the whole um, Black Friday, the whole right. Black Friday thing. You yeah. know, like he's deliberately killing people that have things to do with that. Okay. Two things about that, that I'll say. Number one, there were a lot more people that would have been filming that. Yeah. And there were a lot more people that were greedy and stomping on people and forcing yeah. their way in. Why don't we see any of them get massacred? Maybe, maybe in Thanksgiving to electric boogaloo, we're going to see mm-hmm. McDreamy come back uh, because of course the movie ends with him just disappearing and, yeah. Not like we don't see his body or anything like that. So whatever. Of course. Um, but yeah, so that like that's the number one thing. It's like it's it's like, okay, why target these people specifically? Number two, why specifically target like th- like half of the like half of those kids, like I mean, yeah, like their dad owns the store, but like it what it, it, it was a weird kind of twisted logic for me. Like it made sense to me, and I actually kind of liked like I really I really was hoping that the movie was gonna go in this direction, G, where it was it was it was literally gonna take out like all the jerk people that caused the riot, like the waitress who was like mm-hmm. being a giant jerk and like the Hanover kid and like the cheerleader girlfriend and like all those really crappy characters who were just like giant jerks. But then like right. all these kids are just like hiding scared. Like her dad owns the store. Of course she's going to go in there. Like of on the list of people to blame for this riot, like they're like at the very bottom of it. You know, like I like they're at the like maybe his twisted logic, like whatever he connects those dots. However, he's going to connect those dots to justify it to himself. Like that's that's one thing. But like those kids are just most of them, except for the one that's filming. Like the rest of them are all like literally hiding, scared, like because they're just like so scared. Twisted logic is that they went into the store early, which as a result caused the riot. Uh, And I think he mentions that, which is well, he does. He he mentions that as one of his justifications. But but I don't buy that logic at all. Like I really, really don't. And then like it's a stretch. And and then in like number two, what does what does Turkey do, man? What does Turkey do? (laughs) He ain't have nothing to do with no Black Friday. Look at him. Look at his little waddle there hanging over. He's got a big big grin on his face. So didn't happy. he though? Didn't he? I feel like that was the mascot. They mentioned him a couple times, but I feel like he was doing something on the Black Friday thing too, though. But I don't know. Was I can't he being remember. this big turkey? I don't remember if he was or not. Hey, you know why I wouldn't remember? Because that happened like four hours ago in the same movie. Like I right. literally, I could have well, fit in Killers of the Flower Moon in between there. I think you and I are. By the way, I'll just wrap up on what you were saying by saying that the. F- reveal the finale of the movie was the weakest part for me what i really wanted and i'll just say this to you but to anybody any horror fans that are listening i dug this movie but i what i really was hoping was that and i'm not talking about as i was watching and i'm talking about before i went to see it i was hoping that the john carver killer or the pilgrim killer that i saw in the trailer and stuff was going to be kind of like 
this mysterious kind of entity, kind of like Michael Myers was for the first few movies, where it didn't make sense and there was not really any connection. He was just this, they called him the shape that just stalked people and nobody really knew why it made it more scary, you know? And I was kind of hoping that that was going to be what this was and that it would spawn a bunch of sequels. And I'm not saying it won't, but now that you did what you did here with Patrick Dempsey, you're going to have to like play into logic every time now. Do you know what I'm saying? Whereas if it had just been a, a killer, some dude, the movie ends, we don't really know what the connection is, and we find out as the series of films goes on. Do you know what I'm saying? We're going to that- find out in the, in the sequel, we're going to find out that McDreamy and Gina Gershon's baby really survived somehow, uh, even mm-hmm. though she got killed, and that mm-hmm. baby is going to grow up to be another John Carver killer, and it's going to terrorize like all all of the other all of the other all the other people in this yeah i mean like i would it have been better if it had done that like i don't know i i can't necessarily say one way or the other Uh, i think this is that it's it's one of those things where like they feel like they have to gift wrap it for the audience like it's kind of a it's kind of a dumb horror movie in that way where it's just like it's got to make sure that you got everything about it that it was trying to say and all the twists it was trying to give you and all that it has to make sure it gives wrap puts it on the platter for you you know, mm-hmm. to make sure you got it all before you walk out of the theater. Uh, that's part of indictment of like modern audiences and stuff like that. But still, I loved, uh, like I said, pretty much every kill in the movie. But I want to give a shout out to the corn cob fucking thing in the ears too. I love that because I don't. Again, I don't think those have ever been used in a horror movie before. So I thought that was cool. Right after she was using the Q-tip, um, I love the face and the fucking on the on the cold box door. Uh, her face kind of freezing to the door there, the waitress. Why, well, like, even better, like, you know, you know, the way that she dies is like she, well, number one, she's an idiot. She's in the manager's office that the killer can't get into, and then she decides to leave after she's too, like, stupid to wipe her phone off so she can swipe it open, you know? Then, like, literally, like, is in the parking lot and gets run down by him in the car and gets cut in half by the dumpster. Like, that was great. Yeah, that's great. That was, it was great, really man. good. That was great. Yeah, the, ki- like, the, the kills, kills are, are top tier. Yeah. yeah, the kills, kills are great. Are top like, tier in this like absolutely amazing. Like, entrails hanging all over the place. Good. Yeah. Blood, yeah. blood and guts spraying everywhere. Like if you're, if you want, if you want your, your absolute murder massacre mayhem to go down, uh, you'll yeah. get that. But like, don't expect this script to like do any kind of heavy lifting no. or anything. It, it plays into every single horror movie trope you've ever seen a thousand times. And my, my here's yeah. my only thing. My only question about this, I guess, to you is you ain't getting McDreamy for like a bunch of sequels to this thing. Maybe one maybe but like this ain't gonna spawn no franchise mcdreamy's not gonna like attach himself to like 10 thanksgiving murder movies you know like i thought like i mean granted like i'm not super familiar with patrick dempsey's career i only know that he's done Grey's anatomy and like i've seen him maybe pop up in a handful of other things but like i mean if he's playing against type a little bit there which i mean that's another reason why you wouldn't necessarily suspect him being the killer because he's usually that kind of dashing romantic lead, not the, you know, super serial murderer. So. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I get what you're saying. I didn't hate that too. about it. I, I just hated. I, I like, think. They uh, if, skipped, if they would have just cut out the whole Gina Gershon baby thing, like I still would have been like, why well, he's the person I least suspected, but okay. Like, but you didn't have to add that extra layer in there of like, Oh, but also you right, killed my baby. Sense. Yeah. Like, to make quiet? it make sense. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <sighs> I mean, if anybody should have been a killer, it should have been that Mitch dude. <laughs> I felt bad for that guy. Well, that's the thing too is like they like I would have loved to see more of that character because like you see so little of him, and then yeah. like like I said, like you got like the two boyfriends of 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 the main character that are are both just idiots. Like I hated right. I hated both of those characters. Uh, Nel Verlocky, Nel Verloc, um, by chef's kiss by the way um but yeah i mean like like the two boyfriend characters were in, insufferable like that whole bro dude energy like where they're like shoving each other around and like you're the murderer no you're the murderer and like all this different stuff and blah 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 it's just like you know like like i said they were i i'm done i'm done with it it's i'm it's over four out of ten i hated it it's not good if you're a horror movie fan go to the theater you're gonna have a blast 
that's basically the summary I was going to yeah. give to. I mean, it, you know, and we're we're uh, the living example of that. I mean, I'm a huge horror fan, and I thought it was great. Nick does not like horror movies, and he gave it a four. So horror movies got to try hard with me to win me over. Yeah. And if you're going to play it. the same old song that I've seen, I've seen I I have not seen a ton of horror movies, but I have seen this horror movie. Not set at Thanksgiving, maybe, but set at a different holiday with the same exact characters, the same exact twists. I've seen it a thousand times. Me. And I've seen nothing. So, in wrapping up on Eli Ross Thanksgiving, I gave it an 8 out of 10, and Nick gave it a 4, which puts it at a 6 overall Try from the piece. down, baby. Love it. Yes. Go see Thanksgiving this weekend. It's going to make a shit ton of if money you're a horror, horror genre. is going to continue to rule, so... Uh, just don't eat that plastic turkey, whatever you do. No, I, I, had to, I, I couldn't stand looking at it behind me anymore. That's why I had to switch out to the to the little mascot guy. We're in agreement there, Nick, on the on the uh, food props for this movie. Worst food prop I've ever seen in a film or TV show. It looked <laughs> god awful. Every time I saw the trailer in the theater to see another oh, movie, man. it literally just kind of made me like. Mm-hmm. So, uh, since we changed up the schedule and switched to Thanksgiving yesterday, I threw up uh, uh, the comment section over on the fan page. Guys, if you want to participate, check out the show notes and join up to the Facebook fan community over there. We always reach in to the comment section and grab a question out each week. So, this question got asked in the Facebook fan page by uh, Jared Taylor, patron and friend of the show. And then over on Twitter, Nerdgerver, who's also a patron, asked a very, very similar version of the same question. So, I'm going to go answer it's both of them. But Jared says, What holiday would you like to see get a horror movie treatment? Most of them have one, right? And they do. So, I have a plot twist on my answer here. Ooh, okay. So it's not necessarily a holiday, but I'm going to tell you right now that on daylight savings time, I almost become a serial killer and snap and start (laughs) killing people. So where is our daylight savings slasher? Do you know what I mean? Like just a a dad that's just like over it. Like I can't get my kids to bed anymore. Like I have to get up and it's the sun's out or it's dark outside or whatever and he just loses it i mean daylight savings is just stupid to me i hate you get it out anyway. of work you get out of work like at four o'clock but it's already dark it's out like because dark of, because, of, yeah. because of daylight savings and you just I snap and go on a spree so for me it's daylight savings time i like that i like that hollywood, or... hollywood i need you to get on that like right now <laughs> yeah so I don't know. Do you have, can you think of one? I'm I mean, to, I think I'm kind of like you. I think they've all been done in one way or another. I mean, Valentine's but, Day has been done like to death. Yeah. Christmas has been done to death. Is there an mm-hmm. Easter? Hor- There's got to be an Easter themed horror movie. An Easter themed horror movie, but G, but not April with the Easter Day, Bunny, but-, but with Jesus. Like Jesus <laughs> comes back and just starts murking people with like the cross or something like that. Wow. It's like straight like cleaving dudes heads off with the cross, like swinging it like a battle axe or something. I don't think there's a Hanukkah one, is there? <laughs> I don't know what you I, do. I, 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 I don't know. Like maybe Kill like people with a dreidel. Maybe, like, does, what is it like seven nights of gifts or whatever? Like seven nights of murder. Yeah, there you go. Seven. Yeah. Ni- yeah it could be, could be seven nights of murder or, yeah. or something like that. Maybe. I don't know. So yeah. anyway, to answer Jared's question for me, it's daylight savings would be uh it's not a holiday necessarily, but let's do it. Yeah. It makes people snap. I feel like. What about what about uh you got a question you grab out of the So uh, here's here's the thing section. all these questions are all pretty much related to uh Eli Roth and Eli Roth's filmography which I know nothing about. I've never mm. seen another Eli Roth movie that he's directed. And like I said the only thing I've ever seen is Inglorious <laughs> cool, Bastard yeah. when he's the bear Jew. So my question I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to finally give it to him G. I'm going to he's been he's been dying for this for months now. Julio from the Contrarians. <laughs> I know. I was reading he, this thing. Yeah. He said, "Did you find any of the events in the movie unforgivable?" Because I, I mean, obviously, <laughs> we were supposed to do Unforgiven this week, uh, and I think I covered oh. enough of them in the in the in the in the, in the review there. You know, the the last second reveal <laughs> where it's like, oh, but also she was pregnant oh, with my baby and was going to leave Mitch for me and all this stuff, and it's like, what? Huh? Like, hey, let me let me pack in extra plot details that you didn't know about here at the eleventh hour. I find that unforgivable in any movie. There you go. Julio also asked there if there's any way this movie could live up to the 15-year-long hype of the trailer. 
as the one I was talking about that was in Grindhouse. I like that it was different because that was a Grindhouse like seventies rustic trailer. See, I haven't seen I haven't seen Grindhouse in so long. I don't even remember it. The only thing I yeah. remember about the trailers during Grindhouse was Machete, which I mean, yeah, obviously there, there was a couple of those, right? Yep. Yep. All right, man. So there we go. There's our review of Thanksgiving. Uh, Nick, happy Thanksgiving to you, brother. Uh, we'll get together next bro. week. We'll get together next week. We'll talk about Clint Eastwood's Unforgiven Still in no the roulette. for you down there? No, well, it, it did expand, yeah. But we're going to do... Are we going to do it, though? Or do you want to do Saltburn? Because I'm, like, pumped to see Saltburn. What's Saltburn again? That's the Emerald Fennel, um, like The I real, guess, the real like question erotic. is going to be if I'm going to get that around here. I'll tell you what. I'm going to probably see the holdovers in the next week. So, whatever. We can, we can fit it in there. We can do, we can do whatever you want to do. I'll uh, I'll hit you up. We'll definitely do Unforgiven next week because um, th- I'm not going to be able to go to the theater to see anything this week anyway. So uh, we'll do that next week, and then we'll figure out it'll be a new release, probably Holdovers or Saltburn. Or we got Napoleon in there if we want to, you know, watch Ridley Scott do a big history epic again. Trolls World Trolls TV World Tour one. or Trolls Band Together or whatever it's called. I know Gerald's probably been itching for that one. No, we're not doing that one. <laughs> something oh, i don't i i don't know we'll, we'll fit it in there we got plenty of new, plenty we'll new the strike the strike's over all the strikes are over everybody's back to work and all this kind of yep. stuff so we'll finally stop seeing release dates get pushed and we'll actually be able to yeah. watch them watch some stuff again which is going to be great we've got a december packed full we've got award season like snowballing toward us like fever pitch here we're probably going to have to start like packing in some extra episodes maybe over on the patreon to yeah. squeeze in some some yeah, extra we films see all these stuff because we got we got to see all these movies before the end of the year yeah, i mean that's I true we got a lot of stuff so, yeah. to see because we got we got lists to make we're gonna have to do a classic two-piece episode where we make a list of the top five movies of the year and gerald will be like let me round that? up my top 10 yeah damn straight <laughs> brother you damn straight yeah so let's do clint eastwood's unforgiven next week and then we'll regroup after the holiday and we'll get a new release in following that uh, review but that'll be the review next week guys and uh nick i hope you have a great thanksgiving man i I wish i was there to eat some of your food but uh, send my best to everybody up there happy thanksgiving brother love you it's always a pleasure to share the microphone with you and yeah i got like three days three days of cooking uh, ahead of me i'm gonna start well, I technically already chopped up the celery for my stuffing, so I guess that I already started prep yesterday, but that was the only thing I did. I, I did I did I made my brine yesterday. Turkey's already in the brine in the fridge. It's thawed. Nice. It'll thaw in the brine and then take on obviously all the salt and everything like that, all the flavors. I used my homemade you had it when mm. you were here for live stream, my homemade hefeweizen. Uh used mm. some of that That's in the right. brine. I did have that. As, as That's well. good, man. So yeah, I'm 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 rearing to go. I can't wait. Uh, I'm super excited. It's All always right. one of my favorite things of the year to to spend three days in the kitchen making all sorts of stuff for Thanksgiving dinner. I love it. I yeah, look I love it every man. year. I love that, and I know you look forward to it. That's great. I I'll be in retail, so you know, check on me a week from now. <laughs> if I'm still here, then we'll we'll you're go get, next week. You're gonna get trampled to death, and then a year from now, you're, we're gonna find out <laughs> you were be... pregnant with uh, with McDreamy's right. baby too. I'll be Mitch. I'll be in the fucking parade holding up signs. All right, man. Have a good Thanksgiving. I will uh, talk to you about Clint Eastwood next week, man. Peace, brother.